Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. What's good, my brothers and sisters? With Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. It is the Freddie and Harry Show presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always, always, always don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Let us know at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We're calling this weekend a must-win weekend in the NFL. What team would be at the top of your list that they better win this weekend or else? 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 on a must-win weekend in the NFL which team would be at the top of your list for this weekend and why we can't wait to hear you have to say at 888-729-3776. And, chat. I don't know if the Eagles are on the top of your list, but there's no doubt after losing three in a row about to play on Christmas Day in your building against a Giants football team with absolutely positively nothing to lose, there's no doubt in my mind, based on previous events and current events, that the Philadelphia Eagles could be at the top of that list that they better win or else in the NFL this weekend. Well, they are at the top of my list, Freddie, and there's no doubt about that. They've got to find a way to win this Giants game. They cannot afford to go and lose four games in a row. They've got to find a way to quiet the chaos that's swirling around them. They've got to find a way to get Nick Sirianni to take his temperature down at press conferences. <laughs> They've got to find a way to not have Jalen Hurts looking for a dictionary at his press conferences. <laughs> just go out, win this game. It's got to be convincing. I think you're going to need to go more than just double digits. Two touchdowns would be the best way to quiet all that chaos, develop a sense of confidence in that locker room, and go, okay, we can just finish this season out and go into the playoffs with some momentum. Nick Sirianni, to your point, when he had the exchange during the press conference about the word accountability, he sounded like somebody whose feet hurt. And that compete accountability. They're not in any order. So accountability, you could, again, when Chris asked me the question accountability, I didn't say something to Chris that I'm not saying to you right now. Accountability is the, the main, main, one of the main core values we have, and we live by those every single day. Hey, Nick, uh, I think you'd probably agree that the standard hasn't been met on either I just, side. Yeah, I just said that uh, two seconds ago. Apparently, no, he would not agree <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to what you just said. Reiterating all you want, I don't think Nick Sirianni agrees with that at all when it comes to it, but your point is extremely, extremely valid because if they're not able to beat the New York Giants, and that's a fourth straight loss, and I'm always a big, big proponent of when you're in a confidence crisis and you don't know how to figure it out and you're hoping somebody will, that could be a very dangerous place to be. I don't know if this is on Jalen Hurst, the quarterback, one of their leaders, if not their leader, that football team, or Nick Sirianni as a coach, or anybody else. But if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you got to get back to where you believe you should have been, even when you were 10 and 1. And I'll stand out loud and say it. I said, that's what mentally tough teams do, they find a way to win football games. Well, now that mental toughness is not there for the Philadelphia Eagles. That mental toughness has not been there the last three weeks for Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know if they'll be able to recapture it, but if you lose on Sunday to the New York Giants, that's a team that I don't have any kind of trust in going into the playoffs when they get there, whether they win their division or don't win their division in the NFC East. 
Yeah, when you beat the Commanders by seven points, you beat the Cowboys by five points, the Chiefs by four points, the Bills by three points, you develop some toughness that you believe you are going to find ways to win. But also in that, when you got that kind of a win streak going, you also gloss over your mistakes. And I think the glossing over the mistakes mm-hmm. during that five-game win streak caught up with them in these last three games. Now, of course, you played the Niners and the Cowboys, and then you got upset by the Seahawks, who were starting their backup quarterback in Drew, in Drew Locke. Right. So now your chance to change the narrative, to take all the lessons that you learned and those losses to really good teams, the Cowboys and the 49ers, and losing the game that you should not have lost mm-hmm. to Seattle. Take it out on the Giants. Sorry, Shannon. And get yourself <laughs> going in the right direction. No matter how you do that, and I hate to do this, but I'm going to anyway, this is going to fall on Jalen Hurts because he's been that guy. He's been that poster man for people to say, that's what's wrong with the Eagles. Yeah, your secondary is not as good, but Jalen Hurts not playing MVP level. Yeah, wide receivers complain about getting the ball, but Jalen Hurts not playing MVP level. You're not running a ball number with DeAndre Swift, getting him more touches, but Jalen Hurts not playing MVP level. And a guy like Jalen Hurts, he hears everything. He understands everything. So when he had a chance to wax poetic in his defense of what needs to be fixed, starting with him. You know, my, my mind was in a in a place of just trying to challenge myself, um, challenge myself. When I say we, I mean me, because I, you know, I'm, I'm the point guard out there. I'm the one that makes everything go. Um, and I'm the, I'm the guy that everyone trusts in to do and set the pace uh, for everything. That's in um, how I play. That's in my leadership. That's in every aspect of the game that comes with the shoes that I walk in. And so this is a challenge to myself. I think it's just a situation where we are, you know, where this is something that we're going through, not something we're stuck in. All of that starts with me. Um, and that's something that I that I own. You know, that's something that I take responsibility in and I've never shied away from. And so I embrace that challenge. The last thing I want to do is leave that, leave that feeling, feel like I let my teammates down, feel like I didn't do enough for my teammates. You used a great word, a great phrase, excuse me, about this weekend, must-win weekend in the NFL, Chad. You said, which team can silence the chaos? I want to see exactly how the Philadelphia Eagles, in a game that they're clearly, clearly favored by more than a bunch. Even with all their struggles, Vegas is like, look, you are playing the New York Giants. The Eagles are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite against the New York Giants. But that chaos keeps getting louder and louder and louder, and I can't even imagine what or how deafening that's going to sound. If they lose a game as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite at home on Christmas Day versus the New York Giants. Jalen Hurts' December numbers are awful. 59% completion ratio, one touchdown, two interceptions. Last five games, four touchdowns, four interceptions, a 60% completion ratio. So, yes, it is falling on Jalen Hurts. And we can talk about play calling and new coordinators and Matt Patricia now calling plays defensively. We can talk about all the issues surrounding the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. But unless Jalen Hurts finds a way to turn around the numbers I just ran down for the last five games and for the three games in December, they're not going to have much of a shot. So in order to silence the chaos, Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts has to play better football. Chad Brown believes this weekend on a must-win weekend in the NFL – the team that has to silence the chaos the most and be in that must-win and not lose are the Philadelphia Eagles. What about you? On a must-win weekend in the NFL, who better silence the chaos and win or else this weekend? Let's hear from you. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. We are Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. It's time to hear from you on the Dr. Pepper call on line at 888-729-3776. Mike in the Bay Area, who better win on a must-win weekend in the NFL this weekend and why? 
The Cowboys, man. As a Cowboys fan here in the Bay Area, I got to listen to all the Niner haters. <laughs> and they keep dropping the ball every time they have a big game and they start trying to take moral victories, talking about, oh, we almost beat the Eagles. We ran out of bounds. We were just a few <laughs> yards short. No, man, you got to win. We've been waiting for, like, I don't know how many years now, 30 years or something like that. I'm tired of it. You guys got the team. You got a squad that's out there tearing people up. And then when you play somebody that bullies you, put, punches you in the mouth one time, they cower. And then they run, they tuck tail, and then they act like, oh, well, we, we came close. We almost had them. We'll get them next time. Nah, next time is, is here. Now, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear any more excuses. Time to put your money where your mouth is. Mike sounds a lot like me on a higher level mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I've been a long-time Cowboys fan. By the way, Mike has been 30 years, but 27 is too damn close. <laughs> the last time the Dallas Cowboys won an NFL championship. The last time the Dallas Cowboys actually played in an NFC championship game was over 27 years ago. So, Mike, I'm with you. These are the kind of games that will determine, in my opinion, who you are when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Because after what happened last week, the way you got taken out behind the woodshed, are you going to allow that to happen again on the road to a Miami Dolphins team that is almost in the same position, Chad, that you are? It's a must win for them because they know Buffalo is hellhounds on their tail right now, and they got two easy games coming up between the Chargers on the road and the Pages after that. If you're the Miami Dolphins, you're in the same position. That game to me would determine a lot exactly about these two teams getting into the playoffs and what they could possibly look like when they get there. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. But I, I think Mike spoke for every Cowboy fan who I've spoken to this season <laughs> where they are. There's a there's a sense of pride that the Cowboys are a, a, a good team this year. And Absolutely. there's a happiness in that. But then again, there's a holding back of true emotional investment and true belief in where this team can be, and where they can go. Yeah. Because they continue to have these stumbles in these big moments. And this is going to be another one of those big moments games down there at Miami. Can you find a way to get it done on the road against a really, really good football team? Mm-hmm. And when we look at the Cowboys' losses this year, obviously the Cardinals aren't very good, mm-hmm. but the Niners and the Eagles, those were two losses uh, against big-time teams that I think Cowboy fans probably could say the exact same things that Mike said just now before those games. So this feeling that you Cowboy fans lumping you in there, Freddie, <laughs> have <Go ahead. laughs> is, is, is shared across all of Cowboy Nation. Show it to me in a big game. Show it to me in the playoffs. We've heard enough talk. Get it done. It's just so frustrating when you see a team with that kind of talent. And when those big games happen, there's always a, oh, my goodness, are they going to? Not win, but yeah, but are they going to? Can they do it? Cowboys fans are tired of having those kind of questions in their heads about that team, and I'm one of them, no doubt about that. Brett in Idaho on this must-win weekend in the NFL. Which team is on the top of your list and why? Uh, Lions for me, gentlemen. Uh, I think they need this win to, one, it'll give them the division title for the first time in 30 years, which will hopefully relieve a little bit of pressure. Uh, I know athletes say that they don't pay attention uh, or pay very little attention to the headlines and the the hype, mm-hmm. but it, it's got to seep in after, what is it, week 16 now, 15, 16 weeks. Uh, hopefully it'll take a little bit of pressure off of them if they win and kind of help them relax a little bit and then kind of coast in for the uh, stretch uh, home stretch there, tough game in two weeks uh, against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh Minnesota should be hopefully an easier game, but the way everybody's playing, 
that's why you play the games. Yeah, no doubt about that, Brett. It's very this game's a very sneaky game. Here's why: the Lions not just playing on the road, but they're only a three point favorite. That's essentially a pick 'em game mm-hmm. when it comes to the odds being set. Mm-hmm. Las Vegas always knows something. <laughs> the fact that the Detroit Lions coming off that kind of win, and by the way, they're five and two on the road. They're one of the better road teams in the NFL when it comes to Detroit. Minnesota's two and four at home, and yet Vegas says, mm, I don't know. They got the Lions as a three-point favorite. To me, they have no business losing this game, but that's a very, very sneaky game in terms of the Lions and the Vikings and that point spread with that game being played in Minnesota on Sunday. I love what the NFL has done with the schedule and putting these division games late. Amen. Because it, it creates the obviously the, the, the conversation about you know winning the division and all that, but also what it does because you are so familiar with the other team mm-hmm. and the little small changes that you can make as a coach can make a massive difference because, yes, the, from a personnel standpoint, the Lions know the Vikings and the Vikings know the Lions. So what coaching staff can come up with the best game plan yeah. and fool the other coaching staff, that's what makes these division games for me as a football fan so intriguing late in the season because – there's so much familiarity. It's the the small little tricks. The who calls the first trick play and takes advantage and catches the defense slipping. It's those kind of small things that win these late season division games. Chris in Indianapolis on this must win weekend in the NFL. Thanks for calling us on Freddie and Harry. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio on the Doctor Pepper calling line at eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Chris on this must win weekend. Who's at the top of your list and why? Hey, guys, it's Buffalo. They're circling the wagons, and uh, they're running into the poison this weekend. they got to keep playing. they got to keep circling. they got to hold on to the ball. No mistakes, and those wagons will circle. Otherwise, it's all over. That's a great point, Chris, because the Chargers are playing for their jobs next year because they moved on from Brandon Staley. There are plenty of dudes on that team that want to show whoever's going to be the new coach, Jim Harbaugh, whoever's going to be that guy in 2024, that they're worth keeping around. Even though Buffalo's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite, this game could potentially be a lot tougher with a Chargers team that's reeling, with a new head coach, and a Buffalo Bills team that feels like, man, we can keep getting closer and closer and closer. Maybe we can find a way to sneak in and win this AFC East division if the Dolphins come back to them, even though the Dolphins right now have a two-game lead in that division. Uh, Freddie, I don't give Easton Stick in the charge. I get much it. Of a shot. I get I it. I understand what you're saying. I get I've it. Been, yeah, I've been on one of those teams where you're playing this string out late, and it's clear the coach is going to be fired. And you know, I want to put something good on tape to impress next year's GM <laughs> and head coach. I was trying. I understand, I understand exactly what you're saying, but yeah, Easton Stick, Josh Allen. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I know I, where I'm going on that one. Yeah. By, by the way, that game's going to be on Peacock. Fully streamed on Peacock. I probably got a good idea why they decided to do that when right. Easton Stick is going to be your quarterback and not Justin Herbert. I'll give you another team no one's talking about that if they lose this weekend. shame Not shame on them, but man, oh man, what happened. To me, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be the top of my list. Mm. Eight and six in a division that they should have run away and hid from in the AFC South. And all of a sudden you look up and they're in a the flat-footed tie with the Indianapolis Colts, who nobody thought was going to be any good this year, and the Houston Texans, nobody thought that's going to be good next year that they were building something. And here they are, even though they're 5-1 on the road, they're playing a Buccaneers team that is confident and they believe they can win their division and get a home playoff game. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars on a must-win weekend, Chad, yeah, you better find a way to win because all of a sudden we look up and we look at that team and say, man, this team is running away with this division and now they lost three in a row to the Bengals, the Browns, and the Ravens. Not only just the, the three in a row, but four of their last six 
Um, so, yeah, this Jacksonville team is in a bit of a, of a free fall here, particularly these last three. Uh, Tampa Bay comes in with uh, their quarterback, Baker Mayfield, coming off one of his best outings ever as a Buccaneer. They've got some rhythm with that offense. Baker Mayfield is playing with swag and confidence, which I think is critically important for him, versus Trevor Lawrence, who's not playing with any of that. Mm-hmm. And this Jacksonville offense is not playing with any of that. There are certainly playmakers out there for Jacksonville, but none of those guys are playing at a high level right now. Yeah, it's a must-win for them. I don't give them a great shot to get that done. But it's certainly in that must-win category. Mike in Washington, D.C. on a must-win weekend in the National Football League. Who is at the top of your list, Big Mike, and why? Hey, fellas. Love the show. Thank I'm you. I'm going to tell you, it's Philly. And I, as a huge Philly fan, I agree with you. Some of it's on Jalen Hurts, but not all of it. Exactly. There's got to be accountability to Nick Sirianni and to Jalen Hurts, the commitment on that defense. The first nine weeks of the season, Philly only let 100-yard rushing game. But these last five weeks... It's been 100-plus every single time. And those defensive backs, they got a lot of work to do. They are the ones that really need to have that commitment. So as much as Jalen Hurts needs to improve and not throw the ball away, it's on top of the defense to do what they did at the beginning of the season to show why Philly Philly needs to continue on. Jalen Hurts has gotten a lot of shade because of how he has not played up to the expectations. But if you're an Eagles defense, you allow a backup quarterback – to go 90-plus yards in the rain and throw the winning touchdown pass. What happened to that mental toughness that I thought would never – I thought that would never be a question with the Philadelphia Eagles, Chad, but that has become a bigger question more than guys not being accountable or Jalen Hurts not playing up to a standard people thought he was going to play up to compared to last year or where has the running game been to bring that toughness. That mental toughness, that is something I got circled the Eagles because I never thought I'd be asking that kind of question about that football team. Yeah, I think it speaks to the the, the chaos word we've been using all, mm-hmm. all show. And this defense, which, you know, last year, particularly that defensive front, four guys with double-digit sacks, first time any, any, any NFL team was able to do that. Uh, and they made up for whatever deficiencies that were happening in the linebacker core and back there on the back end. Now those guys aren't getting it done. Uh, clearly the back end leaves a lot to be desired. So teams are, are catching up with that. So, yes, this defense needs to find a way to get it done. And your highly paid, highly regarded mm-hmm. group up front needs to live up to their billing, needs to live up to the standard that they set last year. Even if it's not going to be the same kind of sack numbers, your ability to affect the quarterback, hit the quarterback, force the quarterback off his spot is going to be critical to this defense's chances for success moving forward. Let's go to the 50th State of the Union. That is Hawaii. That is the home of Grant. Grant, is, Grant thanks for calling us on this must-win weekend in the NFL. What team is at the top of your list, my friend, and why? Hey, Freddie and Chad. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I think it's Miami Dolphins this weekend. Um, You know, just recently going through Adam Gase, Brian Flores, we've had a lot of frustration. Now that Mike McDaniel's our coach, there's a lot of optimism amongst our our fan base. And out here in Hawaii, you got Tua. We're all rooting for Tua. Mm-hmm. I think it's Tua time, and I'm <laughs> I'm tired of hearing that the Dolphins can't win. They got they got beat by the Bills, beat by the Chiefs, beat by the Eagles this year, and and I think us as Dolphins fans, we're we're hoping that we can get over the hump and beat Dallas this weekend. It's amazing because we talk about how the Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl since the 1990s. The Dolphins have not won a Super Bowl since the 1970s. Mm. They have not even been in a Super Bowl since 1984 the last time the Dolphins won an NFL championship was back in 1974 we talk about droughts 
involving the Cowboys and the New York Jets, that team, until the Pittsburgh Steelers came along, they were owning the 70s. And then the Steelers took that mantle away from them. But that's an organization that has gone a long, long time from playing in a conference championship game, much less winning a Super Bowl when it comes to Miami, the last time it happened back in 1973. Yeah, forget 1970. Just keep it to you this year in 2023. Mm-hmm. Who have the Dolphins beaten that anyone would consider a, a, a good team? Chargers? Nope. <laughs> Patriots? Nope. Mm-hmm. Broncos? Nope. Mm-hmm. Gi- Giants? Sorry, Shannon. Nope. Nope. Don't Panthers? Nope. Patriots again? Nope. Raiders? Nope. Jets? Nope. Commanders? Nope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're, they've got to find a way this weekend because otherwise they will they will go into the playoffs as you're going to lose a, with the, I guess the first good team you play. Right. You guys are not good team worthy. You're not good team ready. You, you are able to flash and be explosive and do all these amazing things against teams that aren't very good. But the moment you come across somebody who's a, a – upper-level, elite-level team, you find ways to not get it done. Keep weighing in on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. It is a must-win weekend in the NFL that gets started tonight when the Saints take on the Rams, both of those teams, at 7-7. Seven and seven. Let us know at 888-729-3776 which team better win or else. What team is at the top of that list when it comes to you? 888-729-3776. Keep weighing in with Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. This is Harry and this is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Let me tell you a story about a man named Purdy. Armed like a rocket and he moves like a birdie. Gonna lead the Niners to the promised land. Gonna have a trophy in his hand. MVP's what it's gonna say. Mr. Irrelevant, here to stay. From the very last hit to the Super Bowl, he can tell all the doubters where to go. So put it on, ESPN TV. Mr. Brock Purdy is the MVP. Thanks for joining Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman. Here's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save new bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you have to do is visit Progressive.com. We're calling this weekend that starts tonight in the NFL between the Saints and the Rams a must-win weekend. What team is at the top of your list that better win or else? For Chad Brown, he says absolutely, positively, there's no doubt. It is the Philadelphia Eagles. With all that, as he liked to call it, 
silencing the chaos to find a way to get a win. The Eagles better try to do that. It's going to be four losses in a row when they take on the New York Giants on Christmas Day. For my money, it's a team that nobody's talking about. Jacksonville Jaguars. At one point, it was thought they were going to run away the AFC South. They've lost three in a row. They're now tied with the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. Yes, those two teams were first place in the AFC South. If they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, there's going to be a whole lot of fussing and cussing down in Duval if they lose that game on the road. What about you? 888-729-3776. Let's hear from you on the Dr. Pepper call-in line like Tina in Dallas. Tina, who is that team that is in a must-win mode? And if they lose, there are going to be problems. Let us know. Freddie, them Jaguars better win this week. I can't take anymore. <laughs> Tina, I, Tina you're, a you're a Jacksonville fan in Dallas. Explain. Yes, so tell me how hard is that? Oh, my God. But listen, <laughs> I even went to London to see them play. Wow. And oh, we just been trashed. It, I, I just can't. We better win this week. I, I can't. <laughs> Tina, my friend, hang in there, number one. Number two, I clearly understand where she's coming from because especially after what they did last year, Chad, where you're down 27 nothing in the playoff game, you come back and you beat the Los Angeles Chargers, and then you gave holy you-know-what to Kansas City. You got into a guy who can be an elite quarterback at a certain point comes to Trevor Lawrence. You got a terrific running back in Travis Etienne Jr. You got an elite wide receiver, in my opinion, Calvin Ridley. Evan Ingram can make some plays. Their defense is not bad. And yet here they are with a three-game losing streak, staring them in the face and playing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that's ascending more than the Jacksonville Jaguars compared to that team descending right now. Yeah, you, you, it's impossible from a coaching standpoint to to time up the season. This is the time of year you want to play your best football. And unfortunately for Jacksonville, I'm not sure if it's in the cards for them to find a way to recapture what they were earlier this year. I'm not sure if they've got enough health. I'm not sure if Trevor Lawrence has enough experience as a quarterback to somehow get back to that. So this could be one of those years, unfortunately, for Tina as a Jacksonville fan in Dallas, <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, <laughs> that this ain't your year. This just, just, just You guys peaked too early. You played your best, your best ball too early in the year, and you are now limping through this division race and possibly, if even you were to make it into the playoffs, would limp your way into there and be one game and out. I love fans that will travel to see their team across the pond like Tina did, so I clearly understand why her Jacksonville mental health is in the state that it's in because, hey, I'm going to go to support my team. This is going to be our year to compete and be better than we think. And all of a sudden now they're really in must-win mode. Tied for first place, a three-way tie for first place in the AFC South with them, the Houston Texans, and the Indianapolis Colts. Sean, in Ohio on this must-win weekend in the NFL, what team is at the top of that list for you and why? Thank you for taking my call, sir. I have much respect for you. Appreciate you. Um, uh, it's got to be the Browns. I mean, and I want your two cents on this because I value your opinion very much. Uh, they have got no respect. They have to beat Houston. And, and then they might get some respect. Have a good day, sir. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, too, as well. Sean, you can tell he's a Browns fan. He's like, look, we always talk about wanting respect. You get respect when you win games and you're a consistent challenger, something that at times we have seen on a little bit from the Browns and other times we have not. With the way they've been able to be coached, because right now my coach of the year voting, D'Amico Ryan to the Houston Texans would be number one. Kevin Stefanski to Cleveland Browns would be number two. He's been tremendous what he's been able to do with that football team with four different quarterbacks. But with all that goodwill you built up if you're the Cleveland Browns, and it's not going to be an easy game against the Houston Texans, even though C.J. Stroud might not be playing, these are the kind of games that you want respect, Chad. 
you don't lose a game to a team with a second-string quarterback, no matter if that quarterback's name is Case Keenum. No, they've got to go out there and, and, and get this done. And, it's, and to, com- to continue this remarkable story, what has been the Cleveland Browns season, and, and I think the mental toughness, the, the rally around who's ever under center aspect that they have played with has been tremendous. And, yeah, they've got to find a way to get this done against a Texans team that will be limited without their best player, C.J. Stroud. Yeah, you can keep weighing in at Triple A say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let us know a couple of things. Number one, on a must-win weekend in the National Football League, what team is at the top of your list and why? And two, the Baltimore Ravens believe they've been disrespected because they're a five-and-a-half-point underdog when they play Christmas night in San Francisco against the 49ers. Who is the most disrespected player or team or coach in the NFL? Let us know about both of those things on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776. Greg in Tennessee, what do you got? Well, all I know is if the Eagles lose, they don't need to go back to Philly, man. They need to pack up and go across the pond because they're going to have hell if they go back. <laughs> Very true, especially the Philadelphia Eagles because I, as, as a Cowboys fan, I, I should be morally opposed to saying this, but I'm really happy for guys like Jalen Hurts being able to overcome Alabama. He loses his job to Tua Tungavailoa. Then Tua Tungavailoa gets hurt. He comes in. They win the SEC Championship game. Back to the bench he goes. He transferred to Oklahoma. People said, you're not going to be that kind of NFL quarterback to throw the ball a lot. He did that under Lincoln Riley. Drafted in the second round. People said, man, you guys are overrating this guy. And he was, he was an MVP candidate last year. So I root for guys like Jalen Hurts when it comes to that. Except when he's playing my Dallas Cowboys. But for this week, that Jalen Hurts that we saw last year, Chad, that better return against the Giants team that they're favored by more than 13 points against on your home field on Christmas Day. Yeah, Jalen Hurts can't play the way he played against Seattle and expect to to beat this Giants team. Even though as poor as the Giants are, they are good enough to beat a underperforming Philadelphia Eagles team when Jalen Hurts throws two interceptions like he had last week against Seattle. Uh, Clean it up. Clean it up, Jalen Hurts. Get this team going in the right direction. Get yourself going in the right direction. Reverse this December slide. Reverse this five-game slide you've been on where you're a 60% passer, where you're even with touchdowns and interceptions. In the month of December, one touchdown and two interceptions. So clean it up. Get yourself going in the right direction for the playoffs. To bring some memory to your memory, this is the same city and the same fan base. That booed Santa Claus. You do I'm not still, want them booing you on Christmas Day with Santa Claus in the building. <laughs> I was telling my wife about that last night. <laughs> she, did she believe you? She was like, wait, wait. They booed Santa? I was like, yes. This, <laughs> these are the fans in Philly. They booed Santa. <laughs> Damon in San Diego, my friend. What you got for Freddie coming to Chad Brown and Freddie and Harry, boss? How you doing, man? I appreciate the call. I'm surprised I got in, but I'm glad I got in. Me too. I just want to say, I just want to say that. Justin Herbert is the most disrespected quarterback. Okay. Like, nobody's giving him no respect because he had a bum coach this whole season, and that just made his whole season bad. But I just feel like everybody's jumping the gun and just giving him a bad a bad shake because of the coach. I don't think his coach has gotten in his way this year, to be honest with you, Damon. His coach got in his way the, pre- the previous two years when it comes to Brandon Staley. That, that should have been a perennial playoff team with the kind of talent and quarterback that they have. But time and time again, Brandon still was playing fantasy football mm-hmm. with a guy, Justin Herbert, that there's not a throw he can't make. And you give him enough of a running game with the weapons he has on the outside, that team should be a 9-10, 11-win team each and every year. That coach completely 
unnerved and disrespected the quarterback more than the other way around. Yeah, I don't think Justin Herbert is is disrespected. I, I think there may be folks who don't put him as high as they should because of his skill set. His skill set is absolutely off the charts. Uh, I've called some of his games when he was at Oregon, mm-hmm. and I've never seen a football player be able to leave the worst parts of his game behind in college right. and only bring the best parts of his game. Because he had four or five throws a year uh, a game in, in, at Oregon where I was like, whoa, I'm, yeah. are they really looking at this guy as, as, as a potential you know, number one pick? Mm-hmm. There's too many bad throws. But I, didn't see, I have not seen that as a Los Angeles Charger. No doubt. So he's improved his game in the NFL yet and still. This Chargers team, not due to Justin Herbert, can't get it done. And I'll take it one further with Brandon Staley. You talked about fantasy football. I'm thinking he's more like he's playing Madden. And he can just press reset when things don't go well. It's an NFL football game. You can't do that. <laughs> Leave the B button alone, Brandon Staley. Leave the B button alone. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Cohen of Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going until 730 tonight. Why? Because of Harry Douglas. That's why. Find out what we're talking about next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Even in hell, I get no respect. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on ha- Freddie and Harry on Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell you smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio is the place to have you covered for every bowl game action that you want. Tune in tonight because this is the reason why we're going till 7.30 Eastern Time. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl coverage begins at 7.30 Eastern Time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Chris Carlin and Harry Douglas will be on the call. And what do you know? Harry Douglas joins his own show as a co-host of Freddie Harry. Hit him on H. Douglas 83. And, Harry, I'm afraid to ask this question, but I'm going to do it anyway. Where's your play-by-play partner, Chris Carlin, right now? Well, I have the luxury, guys, of doing my first college football game. I've done a ton of NFL ones, and tonight I'm doing it with Chris Carlin. He, right now, currently, he's not beside me. He's out there eating some food. Not oh a surprise uh, oh to boy, anyone. <laughs> but I'll be right behind him after I get off with you, with you guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Harry, uh, you, you're there in Boca Raton for more than just the snacks and getting Chris some good food. <laughs> what are your thoughts about the game tonight for the uh, roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl? I think we're going to have a unique situation when you look at Syracuse. They're coming in. They're going to be starting a quarterback who has one pass attempt right now, Brayton Davis. Mm-hmm. So that's unique in itself. And then when you look on the opposing side at South Florida and what they've been able to do um, this year, not having the best year in 2022, but making a big difference in 2023. They're 6-6 six and six right now. But you look at a wide receiver that they have, 
Um, right now, currently, Sean Atkins, and he has an opportunity tonight to become the first thousand-yard wide receiver in South Florida history. That was a surprise to me because I actually played against South Florida when I was at the University of Louisville back in the Big East days, and I didn't realize that so I, uh, until I started doing, uh, studying my notes for this football game. But uh, he's a little smaller guy, shifty in the slot, reminds me a lot of Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. He's going to get a lot of uh, balls tonight. But their quarterback, Byron Brown, dual-threat quarterback, a guy that can rush it and a guy that can throw it. So looking forward to seeing a lot of fireworks in this one. How is Syracuse handled? Because they have a new coach coming in, Fran Brown, who was part of the Georgia staff with Kirby Smart. And he was already letting it be known that it's going to be changes around here. How's that transition gone so far based on what you've been able to see and hear from Syracuse football? Well, I'll say first and foremost, Fran Brown is a guy that a lot of people have, you know, the utmost respect for. And I think when you look at the transfer portal and him being able you know, to get Kyle McCord from Ohio State to come to Syracuse, that's the biggest eye-opening, uh, eye-opener already with him being the head coach. And he just recently said, uh, I believe it was yesterday, listen, he's not here to tell kids what they want to hear. He's here to tell them the truth. He don't have time to be remembering lies. Mm-hmm. So everything that he says is going to be genuine. And I'm looking forward to him making a major change within this program. And you can already see that happening because they did get Kyle McCord in the transfer portal. The most important thing when you're a head coach starting a new pro- start at a new program, you got to make sure you have a quarterback. They're going to have theirs moving forward. All right, Harry. Uh, let's move it to the NFL. The Ravens are feeling disrespected by being underdogs this week to the 49ers. Is that disrespect warranted? I would say this. Um, if I'm the Baltimore Ravens, I'm not worried about it at all. Number one, because you know who you are, and you know your standard. You know what your head coach stands for. You have one of the best players in the league, in Lamar Jackson. Your defense is ferocious. They're physical. Uh, they hit, stick, talk. You know the other word. <laughs> so if I'm Baltimore, I'm not worried, worried about any of that at all because you're playing the San Francisco 49ers coming up on Monday night football. But then also you have the Miami Dolphins, so you can set a tone as well within your next two games, and then you finish with the divisional rival, Pittsburgh Steelers. So if I'm them, I'm not worried about it. Harry Dulles, the usual co-host of Freddie and Harry, joining us on Freddie and Harry with Chad Brown in for him. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. When you, We got that Dynamite game on Monday, 8.15 Eastern time on ABC and ESPN. Baltimore Ravens, San Francisco 49ers. Both 11-3. and three. If I ask Harry Douglas, who is the best team, is it an easy answer or not an easy answer? It's a tough one, but I'm going to lean towards, I'm gonna lean towards San Francisco. Um, I just like what they've been able to do. Now, they had a three-game losing streak, Freddie, and what I love, uh, what I've seen from that football team after that, that losing streak is that They didn't murmur. They didn't complain. They went back to the drawing board, right? They went back to the basics and the fundamentals of things, and they put on a dominant performance coming out that following week versus the Jacksonville Jaguars in which they literally embarrassed them, right? And they beat the Jags. They beat the Bucks, who right now is in first place in the uh, NFC South. They beat Seattle twice, and then they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. So I like the San Francisco football team. They're actually my pick to come out of the NFC this season. I uh, said it at the beginning of the year. I still feel confident about that right now. And they're just moving along, man. All right. Now, Lamar Jackson uh, not getting a lot of love in the MVP race. It seems to be a, a lot of Brock Purdy love. <laughs> Lamar gets a chance of going against this, uh, this, 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 this 49ers defense to change the story on that. Why has Lamar not been getting that MVP love? Chad, I'll be honest. I don't know. 
because we all know what Lamar Jackson is capable of. We all know there's no one in the National Football League right now Mm -hmm. that can duplicate what he's able to do. We just witnessed that within their last game, right, versus Jacksonville, how he's just unbelievable, and you have a defensive player sitting over him asking how and why. And how could you do this? I had you right, right in my arms. Mm-hmm. So he, he's able to do the unthinkable. And a lot, there's a lot of people out there that watch, watches him play that wish that they can be able to do the things that he's able to do on a football field. But like I just mentioned, he has a prime opportunity versus a ferocious defense to really set a tone when it comes to the MVP talk. And you have Brock Purdy on the opposing side. And I'm not going to sit up here and say it's Brock Purdy versus Lamar Jackson. I would say it's Brock Purdy versus that defense of the Baltimore Ravens that's been phenomenal this season. And it's Lamar Jackson versus that defense of the San Francisco 49ers that's also been amazing this season. So those two guys going into this matchup, they're going to have their work cut out for them. But I believe in both quarterbacks. 30 seconds left. We're calling this weekend a must-win weekend in the NFL. Harry, what team is at the top of your list and why? I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons, surprisingly, huh? Got <laughs> <laughs> a baby, Freddie. Uh, I should have known that was going to be the answer. <laughs> no, ser- seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Houston Texans okay. um, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. All right. Yep. Okay, sounds good. Enjoy the broad game, broadcast, my brother. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy Holiday, Thanks, Harry. Can't wait to talk to you soon, all right, bro, man? All right, thanks, fellas. Miss you guys. Uh, miss you too, my friend. Harry Douglas, hit him on Twitter, hdouglas 83 Always does a great job, part of Freddie. Harry, Chad Brown, stepping in for him, doing a great job as well. I, I, I'm not surprised we got that far before the Atlanta Falcons, Chad, showed up in the conversation regarding his dirty birds. No surprise. I knew at some point he was going to slip it in there. Well done by, by Harry. <laughs> Wait until the end. Kept uh, us in suspense, yep. and he had to drop it in on us. Yeah, no doubt about that. That's why we're on until 7.30 Eastern time. Harry Douglas and Chris Carlin, they'll have the call for the Boca Raton Bowl. Coverage begins at 7.30 Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Keep weighing in at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Which team on a must-win weekend in the NFL is at the top of your list? 888-729-3776. We'll take your calls courtesy to Dr. Pepper call-in line. We know the Dallas Cowboys are at the top of many lists when it comes to a must-win weekend. But their road woes, are they on point or out of pocket? This is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to the best show on your radio. Getting a little extra half an hour before the Boca Raton Bowl comes your way at 7.30 Eastern time here on ESPN Radio. It is the ESPN app. It is Freddie and Harry. I'm Freddie Coleman. My man, Chad Brown, in for Harry Douglas, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're calling this must-win weekend in the NFL, and it gets started tonight with the St. Louis, excuse me, the Los Angeles Rams. Taking on the New Orleans Saints, that game kicks off on Amazon Prime at 8.15 Eastern time. And we know that the Dallas Cowboys will probably be at the top of anybody's list as they take on the Miami Dolphins. Here are the splits when it comes to the Cowboys. At home, they have the best record, best points per game, point per game differential, and turnover differential. On the road, yuck and poo. 
losing record, three and four. All those stats go right off a cliff. The most notable thing about those stats, I'm glad you like that. The scoring per game drops by 18 points, Chad. We got two teams for the first time in a long time since the merger where both of these teams are averaging over 30 points per game, and it's a stark difference between the way the Cowboys play at home and how they've not played on the road. I've been on teams that struggle on the road, and uh, for this particular team I'm talking about, it was the Seattle Seahawks team, we tried everything we possibly could. We tried because Seattle's so far west. We will leave on Friday. Oh, that didn't work. Okay, we'll try to leave on Saturday. Nope, that didn't work. Let's change the team meal. Let's check if we just tried everything we possibly could. We could never get the road figured out. I think we were one and seven on the road wow. that year. Um, so I think it's always difficult for coaches to to understand. I think if you have a, a young football team, sometimes that can be uh, something that you can point to. Yeah. Oh, we got a young football team, and we went to Atlanta and we lost. Oh, no, no question there. The guys went out and had too much fun. We went to Miami <laughs> and we lost. Well, that makes sense. They went to South Beach. Okay, you went to Green Bay and lost. Ain't nothing to do in Appleton, Green Bay, <laughs> where you stay when you play the Green Bay Packers. So then, then you start to try to figure out what else could this possibly be? What is going on when we go on the road that we cannot play to our standards? Uh, and for that particular Seattle Seahawks team, yeah. I think Mike Holmgren was as flummoxed as maybe he had ever been as an NFL coach. There was actually a discussion. I think we had a Sunday night game that year someplace that maybe we should just leave on Sunday morning. Not <laughs> Wow. Spend a night at a hotel. Do it like a high school game. Right. Show up on the yellow buses with our uniform on kind of thing. <laughs> uh, thank goodness we didn't do that. But still, I understand where he was coming from because you become so desperate. Because yeah. why is it so different at home than it is on the road? It almost sounds, some, it almost sounds something like out of the book of Remember the Titans with Herman Boone. If right. you guys don't win on the road, I'm going to break off my foot and your John Brown hind parts, parts if you don't find a way to get it done. Well, Mike McCarthy is not going to do that as a Dallas Cowboys coach, but it was very interesting what he had to say about why the Cowboys have been so like that at home and been so ugh, on the road. You know, the one thing that we talked about in the team was you know our peaks have been unbelievable. I mean, this is some of the highest peaks that I've seen over of a course of a season so far, uh, but the but the valley we had a couple of valleys that are way too low. I, I do think eleven wins is is a great time to take a step and look, and that's really I think what next week gives us. You know, so we you know we have to get this opportunity in Miami. Getting to eleven wins will give us a clearer picture of what needs to be done. It has to be more than just the Cowboys trying to win a quality game on the road against a quality opponent. No matter what, you just got to start stacking wins. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're playing at home. I don't care if you're playing on the road. I don't care if you're playing in a convent. You got to find a way to just start stacking wins if you're the Dallas Cowboys. You can't allow that chaos outside of you that you have not been able to silence when it comes to beating a quality opponent on the road. That can't be your mindset going into this game. You have a golden opportunity to win the division with an Eagles team that's reeling, even though their schedule's a lot easier when it comes to the Giants twice and the Cardinals than yours in Dallas when you got Miami, Detroit, then you end the season against the Washington Commanders who might not play anybody in that game based on how they played all year. It can't just be about got to find a quality win on the road. It's got to be, hey, guys, we got to start stacking wins. We got to keep stacking wins because we keep doing that. We improve our position, and then nobody's going to say about our road rolls if we stack wins and put that in our rearview mirror when it comes to the Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys, it's kind of a now or never thing, I think, for them to exercise this particular demon that's been haunting them all season.
Yeah, no doubt about that. Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. On the other side, the Dolphins have a lot of stake in this game. They have a two-game lead over the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills in the next couple of weekends, they play the Patriots. They play the Chargers this Sunday, this weekend, and then they play the Patriots after that. Then they end the season in Miami versus the Dolphins. If you're the Dolphins, you can't afford any kind of slip-ups to give the Buffalo Bills any reason to believe that they go in their building and beat you and you're tied. They're going to win a division because they were able to beat you twice. That's why Tua Tungabailoa, Dolphins quarterback, sounded like this. I keep receipts. We all we all have, have, have a way of how we do things, but all the narratives about it, I am, yeah, sure. I am only good with Tyreek and I, that you're right. I am, that is the only time I'm at my best. You're right. I'm only good when Jalen's in. I, 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 <laughs> I could care less about it. Like, sure. Uh, if Jalen and those guys are not, like, I'm only as good as Raheem Mostert allows me to be. Like, that's what the narrative needs to be. And we're able to win games and we're able to go where we want to go as a team. I am the worst football player, if that's what you want. Like, I don't care. So, Whatever it is, whatever you need on your show, take clips out of what I just said. Do it. Do what you need to do. Like that, I'm just here to do my job, and my job is to help our guys win games. And to be angry while he's going to try to do his job against the Dallas Cowboys because he can say whatever he wants. That's a really peeled guy that is sick and tired of people saying, "Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but." By the way, from we know this now, so you department, Tua Tagovailoa is the third quarterback since 1970 to average at least 8.5 yards per attempt in back-to-back seasons. The only other two guys that have done that, Phillip Rivers in 2009-2010 and Steve Young from 1992 through 1994. He has had those numbers that he's been able to put up, and he should not be punished for the fact that that offense is a 4 by 100 relay team, and he's accurate enough to get those guys the football. But until he wins, and this is a chance right now, Chad. You're playing America's team. Whether you want to hear that moniker or not, they are. Anytime the Cowboys are on TV, they're going to draw a big, big audience. And you got a lot of Dolphins fans that are going to be watching this game to help but draw a big, big audience at 425 Eastern time the day before Christmas. If you're Tua Tungvaluwa, you don't want people to use your clips or keep getting on your last nerve, you can't go into this game and play the way you did in the first half versus Kansas City or all day versus Buffalo and the majority of the game versus Philadelphia. you got to be the best player in the field. There's no doubt about that. I would put all my little motivational sayings on my bathroom mirror so I can see them every morning to start my day. So, Tui, he might have me not may he may not be able to see himself in his mirror because he's going to need every <laughs> single receipt that he's ever taken. Because the next three games for the Miami Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Ravens, and the Bills. Yep. So all season long, the narrative around the Dolphins have been, yeah, you put up awesome numbers against bad football teams, but the second you come against somebody who's legitimate, like they lost earlier to the Buffalo Bills, they lost earlier to the Philadelphia Eagles, they lost earlier season to the Kansas City Chiefs, as soon as you play somebody legit, things don't go so well for you. Yeah. So while you have number one in the league in passing yards, number one in the league in points scored, now show it to me against the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Bills, and not just spread throughout, in three weeks back to back to back. So the Dolphins got to find a way to get on into a playoff type of run right. here starting with the Cowboys on Christmas Eve. And if you're the Buffalo, excuse me, if you're the Miami Dolphins, you cannot allow the Buffalo Bills to say, we thought we could get you, and you allowed us to get back in that room. You kicked us out, we kicked ourselves out, the bouncers threw us out at the end of the night at the club. But we find a way to get back in there for that last drink. If you're the Miami Dolphins, you can't allow the Buffalo Bills to believe they can do that because they know they can beat you. You believe it, but they know it. 
they've been able to show it. So when the Tyreek Hill plays or not, and right now they say he's a participant at practice today, seems more than likely that he's going to be able to play. But if I'm the Miami Dolphins, Chad, you better not allow the Buffalo Bills to believe they can catch you. And the best no. way to do that, don't go out there and lose that game on Sunday at home versus the Dallas Cowboys. Handle your business. Do not give the Bills any pregame confidence for a game that's two weeks from now. Find a way Find a way to handle your business. Strike the fear in the Cowboys. Strike the fear in the Buffalo Bills about your offense, about your team speed, about your prowess as the best offense in the NFL. Go out there and prove that. And, two, then you can take those receipts down and check yourself out <laughs> and examine yourself in your bathroom mirror. I still wonder what's on his bathroom mirror. I'm too to my lower. I'm smart. I'm handsome, and gosh darn it, I hope people like me. I wonder how much of that's on the bathroom mirror based on the way you put that out there. It is a must-win weekend in the NFL, and it gets started tonight when it comes to the Saints and the Rams. We're going to do a little NFL questions and answers regarding that game. And then in other news, waiting to hear what Josh Allen got for Christmas this year. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Michael in Houston. Y'all have allowed me to call a talk show again for the first time in 20 years, and I'm going to give you three reasons why. Number one, y'all have no gimmick. Y'all not yelling at people. The other thing is, you two together is really great. The third thing and the most important, y'all know we fans, but y'all never disrespect not one caller. That is a commendable, fellas. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We're calling it must-win weekend in the National Football League, and it gets started tonight involving the Saints and the Rams, which means that we're going to break that game down. We need to break it down like this. Oh, my goodness! To the end I've got some questions I want answers. NFL questions and answers. Oh, baby. Give me everything you got. With Freddie and Harry. Saints and Rams. Two seven and seven teams. A lot of people thought Chad Brown that the Saints would be a lot better than seven and seven. Nobody thought the Rams would be anywhere near as good as seven and seven. And yet here we are on a Thursday night game that we've had some does the last couple of Thursday nights. This is shaping up to be a pretty, pretty important game and could be an impressive game. Even Aaron Donald, their outstanding defensive tackle to the Rams, he understands clearly exactly how important this game is. I think every game is like a playoff game now, right? We ain't got much room for no losses, obviously going week to week, but every game is a big game. Can't afford to lose no more games. So, um, you know, that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it exciting. Then it's a primetime game. So you got to go out there, do what we need to do um, to find a way to win. And we're at home, so you don't want to lose. All right, Chad, I'll start with the Rams. What do you know and what do you need to see from the Rams? Oh, Rams won four, won what four of the last five, mm-hmm. going in the right direction. Uh, now that Matt Stafford is under center again for them, playing at a high level, uh, Aaron Donald still getting it done defensively. This is a team that has been tested over the last couple of seasons. They've got some a Super Bowl winning pedigree, not too far removed for them. Right. They got the emergence of some young guys like Nakua. They got the emergence of Cooper Cup coming back from injury. So there's a lot of things that are going right for this Rams football team. Mm-hmm. And as Aaron Donald was just saying, they've got with seven wins, they've got to find a way to go on a run here against the Saints, the Giants, and unfortunately for them, they got the 49ers to end the season. Right. So but it starts all tonight. You've got to take care of your business tonight if you are the Los Angeles Rams against the Saints football team. Yeah, here's what I know about the Rams. It's going to be 60 minutes of hell because yep. they play hard every snap. 
They don't care what the score is. They don't care who you think you are. They don't care if they got the lead. They're going to get after you each and every possession. That's a tribute to Sean McVay and his staff, always keeping this team invested, play after play, second by second. That's what I know. What do I need to see? If Matthew Stafford can continue this. That's what I want to know. Matthew Stafford, I don't know if he went into the hot tub time machine and went back to circle the Detroit Lions when he's throwing the Megatron Calvin Johnson, but, man, he's throwing the ball as well as I've seen him throw in the last three to four years. And that has really opened up the running game with Kyron Williams, who's been terrific, and that passing game having Puka Nakua and also Cooper Cup. That's what I need to see, if he can continue to do what we've seen him do in the last three games. Okay, when it comes to New Orleans Saints, like I mentioned, 7-7, seven and seven, but in my opinion, they have far too much talent to be a 7-7 seven and seven team at this point of the season. What do you know and what do you need to see from the Saints tonight? Uh, I just don't trust the Saints. Uh, it, it just really comes down that to me. Their last two wins against the Panthers and the Giants, a little bit of fool's gold for me. The three previous losses against the Vikings, the Falcons, and the Lions, that's who I think this Saints team really is. Yeah, took advantage of a Panthers football team, took advantage of a Giants team, two teams that are in chaos and a free fall and have nothing to play for. So this Saints team, I, I just don't see them – really making a playoff type of run here to finish. Yeah. They got the Rams, mm-hmm. they got the Buccaneers, and they got the Falcons. So, again, I don't see them winning all three of those, much less even really two of those games. Um, and then Derek Carr, is there another quarterback who mm-hmm. has had so much conversation around him yet still f- continues to find ways to underperform? Right. Here's what I know, and I'm going to trampoline off of what you said about Derek Carr. What I know is that he's really let me down. I thought for sure he was going to make the Las Vegas Raiders pay for running him out of that town, running him out of that organization when he kept that organization afloat after what happened involving the tragic car crash involving Henry Ruggs and also when they moved on from John Gruden. He single-handedly kept that team and got them into the playoffs. They were bad. There were a couple of bad officiating calls away from advancing. That's what I know, that he has let me down. I thought he'd be a lot better than this with the New Orleans Saints in his first year. It could be his only year. Who knows? What do I need to see? What I need to see is if this Saints team is going to go out there and be a Saints team that believes they are as good as their talent and not, play, not playing a bunch of ragamuffins like they play in the New York Giants and the Carolina Panthers and they like world beaters. You're playing a Rams team that is not afraid of you and they believe you're soft. So what are you going to do about you, the Saints? You're going to build and play soft like you normally have or you're going to come out and fight like I thought you would have done many, many times before, which lead you to being a 7-7 seven and seven team because you deserve that when it comes to the Saints. By the way, the Rams, a four-point favorite in this one. Like we mentioned, that game at 8.15 Eastern time on Prime Video. He is Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Series so XM Channel 80 and always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Each and every night we make sure that you get caught up. It doesn't have to be sports-related. It does not have to be funny-related. But it's always something good that you can relate to. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But... You need to be in the know. This is In Other News. Now, the Pro Bowl games were so successful and definitely more of a must-watch than the actual Pro Bowl where guys didn't want to be bothered being out there. They looked good in their uniforms, but nobody was tackling and people were barely being covered. Well, the event that's going to happen February 1st and the 4th in Orlando, Florida, is going to include 10 events, including precision passing, dodgeball, a kick-tack-toe kicking competition. That's going to be interesting a flag football game, and a tug of war. Now, Chad, you heard Shannon Penn, our producer, a tug of war is going to be added to the Pro Bowl games. What did you tell us? They got to get a big man something to do. That's <laughs> Because there used to be a bench press competition. 
right. at the Pro Bowl. But again, with the concern about injuries, uh, the opportunity to, to you know tear a peck or damage an elbow, doing all that stuff, they eliminated that. So the big men now have something to do. I'm look, I'm actually looking forward to this yeah. tug of war competition. Me too, because not for nothing. If you don't have at least five guys weighing 330, then what are we doing? Right. We, we need a lot of three techniques. For those who don't know, that's the guy that's on the nose guard that's on the ball, and he's and he can be on either side. If you don't have a three-technique tackle as a part of that or an offensive line weighing at least 340, 350 pounds, then what are we doing as far as that goes? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the rules here, the, the write-up here. So it would be a mm. team of five players competing mm. against in the best-of-three competition. Right. Um, so it doesn't seem like there's going to be some kind of – uh, Mac, some inclusion that you have to have a uh-huh. receiver in there. So I guess you yeah. go with your three biggest, strongest dudes if you're the coach for the AFC and the NFC and see who can pull the most. I love the fact that they were able to take something that had clearly outlived its usefulness for at least the last 10 to 15 years. And they said, let's make it fun. And there were plenty of players who couldn't be there that would say, man, I'm going to be there next year. I don't care if I was not invited to be a Pro Bowl player. I want to be a part of that. It was really, really cool how they had so many different events and so many different games that guys were rallying around. And it was it became must-see TV. The minute oh, people on Twitter are like, man, you got to watch the Pro Bowl games. You got to watch the Pro Bowl games. And people got such a kick out of that because guys were having fun. Guys were feeling like kids again. It was tremendous to see how they were able to put that together. And now you're adding these kind of events. That kick-tack-toe kicking competition, I can't wait to see what that's going to look like. That's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of kicking, yeah. you know what I need to see? Kicking in big men? I need to see big men fielding punts. That's what I want to see. <laughs> That's always been an absolute favorite. And <laughs> even when I was playing, that uh, was always a competition uh-huh. towards the end of training camp. Right. Who who could get an extra hour of curfew? Who could get a, <laughs> maybe get a night of curfew off? Right. So offense versus defense. Defense, we put out there a defensive lineman. Uh-huh. And offense, we put out an offensive lineman. And it was kind of the best three out of five. Who could catch three punts? Right. Um, and, yeah, to see – Millionaire grown men run off the field, jumping up and down the screen, patting their teammate on the back for catching a punt. Wow. That was one of the best parts of training camp every single year, the big man punt catching competition. Speaking of big men and big man love, the Bills offensive line and the tight ends, they got Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. A Christmas present that I'm thinking to myself, they really care about this guy. They bought Josh Allen an ATV for Christmas. If I'm the Buffalo Bills management, I'm thinking there's no way in hell you're ever riding that ATV. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you supposed to protect the quarterback? Right. Right. They, but they know what he likes. They know that he's now, that outdoors kind of guy. Now, Patrick Mahomes, he bought all his offensive linemen uh-huh. ATVs. Yes. So, But those are rough-and-tumble dudes. Exactly. A little less worried about them. They're used to contact. Yes. <laughs> Any gifts for the quarterback must be approved by management and right. meet all safety standards. Yeah. By the way, Roquan Smith, the linebacker of the Baltimore Ravens, he bought every member of the Ravens defense personalized Versace robes. That included practice squad and players on the injured reserve. Somebody asked how much they cost. He said, doesn't matter. I have the utmost respect for every person in here. That's what Roquan Smith did. That's beautiful. That's how you're supposed to do it. That, that is teammate love right there. No doubt about that. Hey, Chad, always a pleasure, my friend. Have a great holiday. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, man. We'll talk to you soon. Same to you guys. Take it easy. Have a good one. For Chad Brown and Freddie Cohen, this has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio. The RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl comes your way next. Harry does and Chris Carlin will have the call. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. 
You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.